Hello, and here we are again. Abigail, you are looking stunning. And for all my fans at home, please like, subscribe, and comment. If you haven't heard the first podcast, please go back because this is going to make absolutely no sense. You can't pick a book up, read it from, you know, a little bit in. You need to go to the start, okay? So, uh, hey, thanks for being here with us. Uh, We are picking up from where we left off last episode. Last episode, we were talking about patterns. We were talking about change. We were talking about self-image. And probably my biggest takeaway from our first episode was that change is hard, but we can change. And life changes when we decide to change it. We finished off talking about self-image and the last line we read was, what this means is that we decide on our own self-image. We decide on our own worth and decide how much happiness to expect. Brilliant stuff. Let's keep going. Title says, compliments or why not just say thank you? Our self-image determines our focus or what we allow ourselves to think. A good self-image allows us to concentrate on compliments paid to us and the successes we have achieved. This is not to be confused with having a big head. Someone once remarked, Conceit is a weird disease. It makes everybody sick except the one that has got it. Being egotistical and having a healthy self-love are complete opposites. Being egotistical and having a healthy self-love are to be differentiated. People with huge egos need to be at the center of attention, crave recognition and have little concern for those around them. On the other hand, a healthy self-love enables us to respect our own wishes as well as the wishes of others. It means we can feel proud of our achievements without needing to broadcast them and it means we can accept our shortcomings while striving to improve ourselves. There's another fun little picture here with a man holding a box presenting it to an adoring woman and the box has titled on it, One Compliment. The simple gift of one compliment. A healthy healthy self-love means we have no compulsion to justify to ourselves or others why we take vacations, why we sleep late, why we buy new shoes, why we spoil ourselves from time to time. We feel comfortable doing things which add quality and beauty to life. Let's recognize that there is no such thing as a superiority complex. When we genuinely appreciate our own worth, there is no need to tell the world how good we are. It is only the person who hasn't convinced himself or herself of his or her own wealth who proceeds to inform the rest of humanity of his or her value. Let's acknowledge that it is okay to accept a compliment when it is paid to us. We don't have to be perfect to accept a compliment with a graceful thank you. Successful people always do say thank you. They realize that it is healthy to acknowledge a job well done. If you congratulate Greg Norman, which, you know, if you don't know who he is, he's a big hotshot golfer, on winning his golf tournament, he won't say it was an accident. 
He won't say, just lucky. He will say, thank you. If you were to congratulate Paul McCartney, which is Jesse McCartney's dad, Jesse McCartney's the one that sings, I don't want another pretty face. I don't want anyone to hold. I don't want your love to go to waste. I want you with your beautiful soul. Good song. If you were to congratulate Paul McCartney on a new hit, on a new hit record, he would say, he wouldn't say, sorry, you're nuts. That record is junk. He would say, thank you. Both these men, like all successful individuals, have come to appreciate their own worth. And they did that long before they became successful in order to be successful. As with any of us, they needed to recognize their own value first. That was good. We're reading that again because that was actually, I don't know if you knew that, but that was a red line moment. This really made an impact to me when I was reading this years ago. It says, Paul McCartney, after receiving a compliment for his new hit record, wouldn't say, you're nuts, that record is junk. He would say, thank you. These men, like all successful individuals, have come to appreciate their own worth. And they did that long before they became successful in order to be successful. As with any of us, they needed to recognize their own value first. I wonder for you listening today, have you come to appreciate your own self-worth? If someone gives you a compliment, is your first reaction, thank you? Or is it, you're nuts? That's not true. A compliment is a gift. It takes thought and effort to bestow a compliment on somebody. Like any gift, it is disappointing to have it thrown back in your face. This is another reason to accept a compliment gracefully. Assume a a friend of yours remarks on your striking appearance to which you reply, but I haven't got fat lips and short legs. Now you feel bad because... Oh, but I've got fat lips and short legs. Oh. It's like when I try to pay Abigail a compliment. Oh, I'm not even wearing makeup. Like, shut up. Take my compliment. Take it to the bank. Now you feel bad because you haven't accepted the compliment in the spirit in which it was given. They feel bad for the same reason and remember you as their short-legged, fat-lipped little friend. Why not just say thank you? Huh? Just say thanks. Here's another title. The eye other people see. That's an eye for Isaac, not eye for eyeball. We can assess our own self-image by looking at the people around us. We form relationships with people who treat us the way we believe we deserve to be treated. People with healthy self-images demand to be respected by those close to them. They treat themselves well and so set an example to other people as to how they should be treated. I'll read that again. People with healthy self-images demand to be respected by those close to them. They demand it. They treat themselves well and so set an example to other people as to how they should be treated. If Mary has a bad self-image, 
she will put up with all kinds of garbage and abuse from just about anybody. In the back of her mind will always be thoughts like, I don't matter that much, it's only me, and I've always been treated badly, perhaps I deserve it. We may ask, how long will Mary have to put up with this mistreatment? And the answer is, drum roll please, the answer is, as long as she has a low opinion of herself. Mary will have to put up with this as long as she has a low opinion of herself. People treat us the way we treat ourselves. Those with whom we associate quickly assess whether we respect ourselves. If we treat ourselves with respect, they follow suit. I imagine that we all know of women with poor self-images who have stumbled from one disastrous relationship to the next. Each time their partner has been a drunk or a no-hoper. In each case, they have found themselves being abused either physically or emotionally. Unfortunately, the pattern will continue to repeat itself so long as they persist in their current self-concept. It's very sad, isn't it? At the same time, there are plenty of people who, having learned the hard way, have decided to expect and demand fair treatment from their friends, relatives and workmates. They realised that when they made a stand, people responded. Abigail, if you're listening, I demand fair treatment. You're worth. Imagine that you were in charge of the care of a three-month-old baby. At feeding time, would you feed the baby with no strings attached? Of course you would. You wouldn't say, okay, kid, unless you can do something smart or witty, Unless you can sit up and say your ABC or make me laugh, you don't get a drink. You feed the baby because it deserves to be fed. It deserves love, care and fair treatment. It deserves all that because, like you, it is a human being that is a part of the universe. You deserve exactly the same. You deserved it when you were born and you deserve it now. Too many people get the idea that unless they are as clever or as smart or as handsome or as highly paid or as sporty or as witty as me or other people they know, they are undeserving of love and respect. Jeez, check this out. He's got this in capital letters. This is a big one. I've even put some red around it, which means this is a huge one. Are you ready for it? You deserve love and respect just because you are you. Abigail, you listen to this one. I'll say it again for your love. You deserve love and respect just because you are you. Too rarely do most of us focus on our real inner beauty and our inner strengths. Do you recall watching Boy Meets Girl movies? As the boy and girl struggled through thick and thin, you hoped and prayed the whole time that everything would work out. He went to war, she left home, he came back, she was gone, he found her, her brother told him to get lost, she told him to get lost, and all the time you hoped that they would live happily ever after. They were married and strolled off in the sunset as the curtain came down. You dried your tears and clutching your empty popcorn bucket, strolled out of the theatre. Sounds like my love story with my Abigail. We cry at those movies because at our deepest level, we care, we love. We hurt. There is an inner core of us, in all of us, 
which is simply beautiful. Depending on how much we have been hurt, we will expose our deepest feelings, but we all share these qualities. When we see the news stories, which portray the plight of starving around the globe, we all ache inside for them. Each of us may have a different view as to how they can be best helped, but we all do care. That is the way we are. Accept that you have these qualities, the capacity to love and empathize and be human. You are not only human, you are human. For anyone out there who thought they were alien scum, no, 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 no. You are human. Unless Jetty Boy is watching this, you are dog. But for the rest of us, you are human. Recognize your own worth and constantly remind yourself that you deserve to be treated well. I'm going to read that again. That's beautiful. Abigail, recognize your own worth. And this is for every other listener because this is going viral. Recognize your own worth and constantly remind yourself that you deserve to be treated well. The story of Rapunzel. There's a picture of Rapunzel here. It's got a big old tower. Her head's popping out of it. She's got some cleavage showing. And there's some dude, he's left his horse down there and he's climbing up her hair. It says, like many fairy stories, the tale of Rapunzel has a deeper meaning to it. This is a story about self-image. Rapunzel is a young lady who lives locked up in a castle, imprisoned by an old wit bitch who continually tells her how ugly she is. One day, a handsome prince, Isaac, passes by the tower and tells Rapunzel of her loveliness. She sets, she lets down her golden locks, apparently of some considerable length, so he may climb her hair to rescue her. It is neither the castle nor the witch that has kept her a prisoner, but the belief in her own ugliness. When she recognises her beauty, reflected in the face of her Prince Charming, she sees that she can be set free. We all need to be aware of the witch or witches inside ourselves that are stopping us from breaking free. This is going to tie back in to the negative patterns and the negative self-image view that we've been talking about so far. Our subconscious behavior and our subconscious programs are intertwined with our self-concept. For example, when we are feeling badly about ourselves, we tend to take it out on ourselves. This may take the form of junk food binges, accidents, illnesses, overindulgence in alcohol or drugs, underindulgence in food and so on. This is not something that is necessarily a conscious act. It is simply that our treatment of ourselves will automatically reflect how we like ourselves at any given moment. There is evidence to suggest that people who have car accidents are often feeling badly about themselves at the time and that the accident is partly a subconscious punishment. It is of prime importance that we do all in our power to keep thinking positive thoughts. This will ensure that we can stay happy people. Let's read that again. This is important. Pay attention. It is of prime importance that we do all in our power to keep thinking positive thoughts. This will ensure that we can stay happy people. 
A bad self-image says, I don't deserve. And this leads a person to subconsciously sabotage his or her own happiness. Now, I've actually got a question mark next to this. Because, it, you know, it sort of sounds like a bit like voodoo. A doo-doo voodoo. You know, how can my, you know, bad self-image of me saying I don't deserve this subconsciously sabotage my own happiness? But I think when we start to think I don't deserve this, I don't deserve this, deep down it does start to change our actions. And in turn, I think that does sabotage our own happiness. He goes on saying, whenever exciting opportunities come along, a chance to take a holiday arises or a chance to learn a new skill presents itself, that person will either consciously or subconsciously find reasons why it can't be done. Poor self-image behaviour. Each of us must work continually on maintaining our positive and healthy self-image. The following behaviour traits are evidence that there is room for improvement in our self-image. Jealousy, negative talk about ourselves, experiencing guilt, failure to give compliments, non-acceptance of compliments, not taking our own needs into account, not asking for what we deserve, starving ourselves of luxuries unnecessarily, failure to give affection, inability to receive and enjoy affection, criticism of others, comparison of ourselves with others, constant poor health, Here it is again. Change is difficult. Change is difficult. The action of a poor self-image is always to perpetuate itself. As we start out on the road to self-improvement, the tendency is to keep replaying the old patterns of blame, guilt, self-denigration. To Abigail, here are some suggestions for things you can do to boost the way you and every other listener, because this is going viral, thinks about themselves and feels about themselves. Here you go, you ready? Number one, accept compliments. When Isaac says you look gorgeous, always say thank you or words to that effect. Give compliments. Tell Isaac he looks gorgeous. One of the easiest ways to feel good about ourselves is to recognize the beauty in others. Always speak well of yourself. That's number three. If you have nothing good to say about yourself, keep your mouth shut just for the time being, okay? Praise yourself. Number four, when you do something right, give yourself a pat on the back. Acknowledge your value. After a hard day of work, praise yourself. Good job. You did it. Eight whole hours. After the gym, good job. Amazing job. Cooking dinner, great job. Sometime, getting out of bed, is a praise point. Sometimes it's hard. Number five, separate your behavior from yourself. Realize that your behavior is not connected to your self-worth. If you do something silly, like smash into another person's car, or, I don't know, something else, it doesn't make you a bad person. You simply made a mistake. Love the sinner, hate the sin. Mm, Amen, brother. Mm, Hallelujah. Jesus, oh, Lord, Savior, oh, my God. Number six, treat your body well. It is the only one you have got. Everything we do affects everything else. Exercise and nourish it well. Let people know how you expect to be treated. 
in particular set an example by the way you treat yourself and them nobody should accept abuse from anybody amen uh, i think this is number eight get around good people you're around me but other people you know are good uh, number nine working and having pleasure without guilt Ooh, God. that sounds interesting work and having pleasure without guilt Use affirmations, read books which have given, which give you ideas and inspiration like this one. Always picture in your mind how you want to be, not how you are. You will then necessarily gravitate toward your dominant thoughts. <coughs> Pardon me. Love your neighbor as yourself. Loving our neighbor as ourselves automatically assumes that we should love ourselves. Know that the instruction is not to run yourself down and build up your neighbor. We are not advised to deprive ourselves, to suffer and be miserable. My interpretation of love your neighbor as yourself is that we should maintain a balance between our needs and our neighbor's needs. Respect both parties. False modesty. Perhaps you know people who extract compliments from others using reverse psychology. The conversation runs this way. They say, I'm a hopeless piano player. So you say, I think you're very good. They say, not really. I make lots of mistakes. So you say, no, that sounds great to me. And they say, you're just being nice. You say, I mean it. You're fantastic. They say, thanks, but I'm really terrible. Isn't this exasperating? Yeah, shut up. Take my compliment. We owe it to ourselves to end these ridiculous conversations as quickly as possible and start talking about something sensible. Exceptional people, like you and me, don't use false modesty tricks. They don't go to f fishing for compliments and they accept compliments gracefully when they are given. Health. Scientific experts have demonstrated incredible ways to kill Guinea pigs, oh dear lord, what are we reading? Emotion, emotional upsets generate powerful and lethal toxins. Blood samples taken from persons experiencing intense fear or anger when injected into guinea pigs have killed them in less than two minutes. Well, well I want to see whoever did these experiments, that's not very humane. Imagine what these toxins can do to your own body. That's, this is what he's getting at and it's important, but man, that is hard to hear. Every thought that you have affects your body chemistry within a split second. Remember how you feel when you are barreling down the highway and a big truck suddenly breaks 20 meters in front of you? A shockwave shoots through your whole system. Your mind produces instant reactions in your body. The toxins that fear, anger, frustration and stress produce not only kill guinea pigs, but kill us off in a similar manner. It is possible, it is impossible to be fearful, anxious, irritated, and healthy all at the same time. That's interesting. Let's read that again. It is impossible to be fearful, anxious, irritated, and healthy all at the same time. It is not just difficult. It is impossible. Simply put, your body's health is a reflection of your mental health. Sickness will often then be a result of unresolved inner conflicts which in time show up in the body. It is also fascinating how our subconscious mind shapes our health. Do you recall falling sick on a day when you didn't want to go to school? 
headaches brought on by fear? Do you know anyone who got laryngitis before his big speech? The mind-body connection is such that if, for example, we want to avoid something, very often our subconscious mind will arrange it. If I want to, if I want to avoid ambi, my subconscious mind arranges it. And all of a sudden, I need to go play some Fortnite for a long time. Once we recognize that these things happen to us, we are halfway to doing something about them. Our belief system and our expectations can keep us sick. If our brother-in-law says, I've got this rotten cold, and you'll probably get it and be in bed for two weeks, then we become susceptible to illness. We get sick in part because we expect it. For all of you playing at home, Abigail had a sore throat. We kissed. I got sick. And then we kissed again and then she got sick. Just a circle of kissing and getting sick. But have no fear, we have decided never to kiss again. There is also evidence to suggest that we may suffer a disease because our parents had it and we think it is appropriate or inevitable. We carry subconscious patterns or programs around on our brain cells that keep us either healthy or sick. Uh, probably not scientifically backed up, but we'll follow him here. If you have parents who are sick, don't really go taking this guy's advice on... Or maybe do, I don't know. Some people say, I never get colds and never get them. Others say, I always get at least two colds per year and they succeed. This is no coincidence. This is what he's getting at. Our subconscious mind plays a powerful role in our own health. That's what he's getting at, all right? As children, we learn quickly that being sick is one of the most effective ways of getting attention. Attention. For some of us, it is the only way. When we become sick, our friends and family rally around us and immediately we feel more loved and reassured. Some people never break this pattern and for a lifetime manage to fall ill, fall off ladders and break legs whenever they feel ignored or unloved. Clearly, this is much more an unconscious than a conscious behaviour. However, the fact remains that those people who feel loved and secure have far less illness and accidents than those who don't. There's a great picture of uh, a lady in bed. She's got a thermometer in her bed. And on her bed, it has the word sick. So she's sick, but she appears so happy. She's smiling. She looks relaxed and content. And she's got all these people fluffing over her. Looks like her partner's running to her bed with a cup of soup. There's what looks like her mother with some flowers. There's a doctor there. There's some cats. And there's a picture on the wall, which looks like it might be her parent, her dad, who's also got a thermometer in his mouth, looking sick. So it looks like it is a perpetuating pattern. Here's some red line. Repressed feelings and emotions affect our health. The classic victim syndrome, don't worry about me, I'm not important, or I'm used to being ignored and disappointed, or... I'll just sit here with a smile on my face and stew inside, is the beginning of disaster. To be healthy and energetic, we must maintain positive emotions and we must be expressing our feelings. It is also very important to believe we deserve to be healthy. 
if we harbor any subconscious feelings like I'm not a nice person or I've done a lot of bad things or I deserve to be punished, then a classic way to suffer is through ill health, sometimes for a lifetime. If we're not doing the job or leading the life we enjoy, our mind is constantly holding the thought, I wish I wasn't here. As our body is a slave of the mind, our body will then start getting us out of whatever we want to get out of. The first step is illness. The more permanent solution is death. Gosh, that's morbid. I don't suggest that our health can be totally explained by the preceding paragraphs. I do wish to emphasize the mental role in our physical health. Okay, it's important. Let's read that again because I feel like some of y'all were going to sue this man. I don't suggest that our health can be totally explained by the preceding paragraphs. I do wish to emphasize the mental role in our physical health. That's important. Our physical and mental health are related. If I take a banana to the South Pole, dig a hole and plant it, and 10 years later return with a big basket to harvest my banana crop, how many bananas will I get? Bit of trivia. Have a think. How many bananas will you get? You say not very many? I hear that. The reason is that the environment is bad for growing bananas. Well, through your thoughts and emotions, you control your bodily environment. It is your choice whether you make it a hot house for, ger uh, for germs or a temple of health. Good health is your birthright. And by good health, I mean energy and vitality. It is your right to wake up each morning with the confidence that your body can more than just struggle through. Too many people have the notion that good health means a mere absence of disease. No, no, no. If we look at the mind-body connection, it is easy to see how much our body is affected by our mental state. Our subconscious mind is monitoring our health processes every second of the day. Your body is continually rebuilding and its rebuilding blueprint comes from your mind. When your wounded finger heals, what controls the binding of the new cells? What intelligence is it that ensures that when you lose a fingernail, that another fingernail is grown in its place at the end of your finger and not a bladder? Something has to be in control of all these things. It's got to be aliens. Let us not take the miracle of our physical being for granted. Your mind is the architect of your body and your body is a reflection of your thoughts. If you are consumed by fear and anger and unexpressed emotion, your body will reflect it. The disease of the mind becomes the disease of the body. In a nutshell, think healthy, happy thoughts. Imagine yourself as healthy. Decide that good health is your birthright and that you deserve to be healthy. Above all, be gentle on yourself. Accept and love yourself where you are right now. And acknowledge that even up until now, you have been living the best way you know how. Man, I love that. that that's honestly one of my favorite quotes of all time. Right there. Boom. We'll finish with that. Let's read it again a few times. Accept and love yourself. Accept and love yourself where you are right now and acknowledge that even up until now you have been living the best way you know how accept and love yourself where you are right now and acknowledge that even up until now 
You have been living the best way you know how. Where are you right now? Maybe you're driving. Maybe you're at the gym. Maybe you're listening to this while you walk. Maybe you're listening to this while you're sitting down at a desk, studying, taking notes. I wonder, right here and right now, are you ready to acknowledge, to accept and love yourself, right now, no matter where you are, no matter what you've done, no matter where you're going or coming from, right here, right now, would you just accept that, accept yourself, love yourself, because here's the truth, that even up until now, you've been living the best way you know how. I know you've been trying. I know you've been doing your best you can. Can we just accept that? That there may have been mistakes on the way. That there may have been times where you can reflect back on and see how you totally screwed it up. But can we just be honest for a second and, and just admit that up until now, you've been doing the best you can. You've been doing the best you can. I love that. That gives me so much peace knowing that, yeah, I may not be where I thought I would be and I may not feel the way that I wanna feel or thought I would feel, but Man, everything I've done up until now, I've been trying my best. I really have. And I hope you can come to that conclusion too. That up until now, you've been doing the best you can. That's awesome. Abigail, I love you. For all my millions of fans, I love you too. Man, I can't wait to keep doing this. It's going to be long. There is... Uh, it's like 130 pages. We're up to page 28. Don't be dismayed. We're having fun. They're only going to get bigger and better from here. So hope you enjoy your day. Happy girl, please cook me dinner. Uh, and we'll see you soon, fam. Love you guys.